Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the Cash News Podcast. Now, here's Tom and Sean. And welcome to another episode of the Cash News Podcast. Sean, Tom, Happy New Year. It's our first episode of 2023. Woo! Yay! Happy New Year! I was gonna have a balloon. New Year. Yeah. I don't have the balloons on the ceiling anymore. But so yeah. uh, we we have not done a taping in a, a little while. I'm gonna blame it on our guest Tom, but it, it it has a lot to do with there's been some changes, good changes. So we'll we'll talk through those. But uh, we're back, and uh, we're gonna be back on with a regular edition. And um, I you know we've got some exciting announcements. I mean, Sean, why don't you want to tell everybody what's going on in your world, and we'll go through. And man, it it it's good to see you. It feels like forever. Yeah, no, it does feel like forever. I don't know that we've done a uh, have we done a podcast since we were live in San Diego. I don't know that we did. Um, I don't think so. The holiday was a blur. So so it was. It's great to see everybody. I I've gotten uh quite a few comments maybe from my parents um on our on our live broadcast in san diego but i think it was a lot of fun if you if you haven't seen it go check it out um we had a we had a great event um with with currency research and and control tech and all the other delegates and sponsors that were there um but it was an amazing event a good way to end the year um talking about what's going on with with cash and payments um so it's great to see everybody again um you'll see we have a a new uh, guest host with us, um, Mr. Tom Mitchell, uh, with with Currency Research. We'll we'll talk to to Tom in a sec. The the reason we're expanding uh, our our host set here is that, as Tom said, Tom Ian said, you know, we're gonna have to figure out a way to talk about the two Toms here. Um, <laughs> we we have uh, can't even do Tom M. This is can't a, even do Tom M. M. No, I know yeah. this is, it's gonna be very complicated. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I have a, a change of, of roles, a change of jobs. Um, I am no longer with Currency Research. It was a great five years I spent over there. I loved every second of it. Um, but I moved over to the Digital Dollar Project. Um, so, you know, you, you've heard uh, Tom and I talk on this a lot about the digital payment space. So I've kind of moved over into that space um, and I'm working at the digital, digital dollar. So um, for those that don't know, and probably most of you don't um, what the digital dollar is. Uh, we're basically a think tank uh, coupled with actual experimentation, which is a little different than than other think tanks around the digital dollar. So we're a we're a dot org. We're a nonprofit. We're funded through the the private sector um, in looking at how the U.S. in particular should or can structure a CBDC so that it's um, the most effective. And we've put out different principles for what a CBDC should look like, how it should work. So really our goal is to get out there with fact-based information that we gather through not only research, but through sandbox programs and pilot programs to actually publish um, in an open way for the entire community to to learn what's going on um, in the CBDC space and how to help design something that's uh, effective um, 
So we'll, we can talk more about that. But anyway, I moved over to that. We didn't want to, I didn't want to leave the podcast because as we've always said from the beginning, the cash news podcast is more than just about cash, right? It's, it's cash and payments in its broadest forms. Um, and we always talk about the digital stuff. So, you know, Tom and I talked and we thought, yes, we should definitely continue what we've got going. Um, but we did not want to lose that nexus with, with currency research and with, um, cash in its paper based form, um, and a lot of what currency research works on. So to that end, we brought on the illustrious and, uh, already famous, but soon to be more famous, um, <laughs> Tom Mitchell. So Tom, I'll, I'll let you say hello to the, the guests. <laughs> hello, hello, and uh, and and thank you, Tom and Sean, for uh, for inviting me onto the podcast. It's uh, great to be here. As uh, as as Sean has said, uh, with him no longer in currency uh, research, that has had the uh, the the effect of making my workload go up dramatically for the next uh, few months until we can fill Sean's role. So if anyone uh, is listening to Sean thinking I know what he's talking about and more, let me know because we're uh, we're looking for someone in the US at the moment. Uh, so yeah, I've been working for currency research for the past uh, eight or nine or ten years or something like that, and um, principally on uh, our activities in Europe and some of our global initiatives as well. Um, so really excited to be able to 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 beat the drum for cash um, as it as it were in our activity in our activities over here, and uh, you know bring you some of the snapshots from from things we're working on on a on a more global basis. Awesome, yeah, I think it'll be a, a great a great discussion, particularly with the three of us and. For listeners, um, and if you happen to be viewers that are are watching us, um, you know we we also think the the benefit of adding kind of a, a third regular host is it's going to allow us to um, have a more regular cadence going forward with with discussions and events um, because as we're all we're all busy, so if if you know at least two of us can get together, uh, I think it's a great way to keep things going. So back yeah, to you. Welcome, welcome. big news, big news. So you. I didn't actually realize until you said it that this was the the first podcast since San Diego. So I think we should talk about San Diego. Tom, Tom, the other Tom, <laughs> no, no disrespect, was not there. I think he I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. My had something uh, like my, a baby my, or something to deal yeah, with. Yeah, my 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 wife decided that whilst she was recovering from uh, from giving birth, I was not allowed to go and uh, to go to California. Which, all things considered, it was probably just about a fair enough point. Yeah. Well, c congrats on, on the baby again. I know. Thank you. We, we we I know we said that before, but I think. The listeners, I'm sure, are congratulating you. And um, you missed uh, maybe one of the best best currency research events I have been. I've been to a lot. I think it was a, it was a stellar event from uh, start to finish. Um, I mean, I did I was keeping up with it alongside with uh, everything that was going. You know, internal reports of the companies, seeing the uh, seeing the, the the live podcasts come out, and uh, and 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 with it, with all of the industry engagement, with all of the people who were clearly so psyched to see each other again in person after such a long time. And I say it was I was I was very envious. I couldn't be there with you all. So so Sean, what do, what what you know? I I'm extremely biased because you know. I, I did a lot of different things at the event, but what are some of the key things from San Diego that the yeah. listeners should know about? Well, I'm trying while you're talking, I, I was recently shared a picture from San Diego that I wanted to try. This is technology now and we're, you know, we're, we're recording live, but I wanted to try to pop this picture up 
with a screen share. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or I not. Know. I know. I wait, see I'm the smirk and the, the... Will it let me screen share? I don't know that I can screen share. You, 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 you should, I think, be able to screen share. You are a host, so we don't really restrict you. Although it's possible that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that I can. Oh, well. see what this. What oh, this wait, here is. Here's you, you, you don't have like, a, you don't have like a content rating on this podcast, is there? Stone has never, ever, ever, ever claimed to be the technical expert. What I don't, what I don't need to happen is share the share share is, screen that you shouldn't. Yeah, is share my screen for the like the first week. I'm you know on board yeah. here at Digital Dollar, and a whole bunch of email flies up on the screen. So that that would well, be. This bad. is the the beauty of editing. <laughs> The beauty of editing is that if you did happen to do that, <laughs> then we we could edit it out because we are not live today like we were in San Diego. Right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Can you see that? Can you? I, I can see that. That is. Can that, you see that? that? Yes, I can. <laughs> and, Amazing. And, and that go. does that does some that kind of does sum it sum it up. The, you know, uh, for, what were they um, called? What were what were those dancers called? Those were disco ball people. Disco ball people. Yeah, are they real or are they statues? No, those are real. No, they're people. real. They're people in there. They were walking around and dancing, and it light was flickering. They were. It was very cool. The 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 disco ball people were very cool, but it was a little bit creepy when they were walking up to you. It was a little <laughs> eerie because they're moving and but yeah, but so that like Sean goes right to the party. He doesn't the, <laughs> right to the party. The the party. What else did we have? We had fire dancers at the party. Yeah, we had fire dancers at the party. I like lit a bike on fire and put it on his head or something. Yeah, like it was DJ. pretty wild. There, we had a, we had to have Sean had his own fire truck outside because <laughs> California needed to have a fire yeah. truck very yeah, close. We need fire people are. I'm gonna stop sharing enough of that. Yeah. See, these are the benefits of being able to meet face to face again. Virtually yes. seeing someone lift a, a a flaming bicycle above their head. I'm sure that doesn't have the same impact as if you were in the heat zone uh, at the conference. <laughs> it, I, I will yeah. tell you that you after. I don't know. I, I it, it was like a week long. At least if I, I was there. <laughs> yeah, at least it, it felt like it never ended. It was like it was a long, great. It was a good conference, but I, yeah. you know, um, I think I arrived on a Sunday, which is unusual for me, right? Like I, I don't usually travel on the weekends unless it's international, and um, you know, uh, from from a control tech standpoint, actually, our producer Chris Watros was there. I mean, we had a ton of control tech folks there. We did. Um, uh, the first ever joint currency research and control tech design thinking workshop, which was awesome. I think it was about 50 people and a four, four hour workshop. That was great. Um, I mean, the, the conference overall, the theme, all of the topics were good. The engagement was, was off the charts. I think, um, I went, when I went to DC, I thought that that was great, you know, um, and then I went there and I, I just felt like the engagement was even greater, um with that group so it i think more people getting out and uh the networking piece of it and tom you know the the when you have a great conference and then you end it with disco ball people and fire dancers and a party like that i mean you almost you know can't do it and the venue was great the venue was great it was a beautiful hotel good location yeah um, it, was, it was really good and you know i think one of the things you know content wise that um i think was really good was the um that we had this retail panel and we we normally don't get as much retail involvement um as we had at this at this one which was great and then thanks for the the retail cash coalition um for kind of 
getting together and, and making that happen. But the, you know, having some leading retailers on stage talking about their challenges and what's and how the cash industry can respond to that was a really interesting discussion. And they were very candid, right? I mean, at one point I thought we were going to need to have the armor carriers in the room um, provide some escort out of the, out of the room for them. Um, but it was, it was good feedback to hear. It was, you know, talking all about cash visibility, how it's, how it's needed, what the different challenges could be for it. Talking about challenges with, um, you know, outsourcing cash operations and talking about challenges with carrier service and other things that they were all, they were all seeing. Um, and I think it was for a conference standpoint, it was somewhat rare to actually have critical feedback offered from the stage to people in the audience. Right. Um, and what I found really powerful was we had a speaker, I think it was a speaker from Walgreens who actually took um, emails uh, that she had received from her frontline staff that are dealing with people on a day in and day out basis, cashiers, um, store managers, that sort of stuff. And she read the emails um, and it was striking to hear kind of the, the please, uh, like the desperation almost coming for help, right? Coming from the store managers to their corporate center saying like, we cannot get coin. We cannot get the cash that we want. We're literally being yelled at day in and day out by people like help us. <laughs> and, you know, it's not an easy fix, right? That was the thing. It was like everybody in the room and it goes back to the design thinking workshop you guys hosted, right? Where it was like, this is not an easy problem to solve, right? And you really have to get into the role of the people being affected to figure out why you need to solve it and how you can solve it. And those emails that she read, I think were really powerful to that end. But yeah, I actually, um, it, it was actually, um, in, in, I've done a lot of design thinking workshops. I've joined a lot and I've actually hosted a lot. And it was the, it was the most rewarding because one, the topic was extremely difficult and controversial uh, in the sense that you had a room full of people that sat on every side of the fence and they had different viewpoints on what the challenge was with the coin challenge and the, you know, the, the folks that, you know, so it, it, Kim from Morgan's was in the workshop too. And um, it was why it was so rewarding to me is because then not, not to get into the specifics of who was in the workshop, but there were some folks that, you know, I don't think the workshop changed their opinion, but gave them a different point of view, which was the end user point of view, which is really what the human centric side of design thinking was like, what does it mean for the person who needs to use the change? What does it mean for the person that has to pick things up and drop it off? Like all of the people that are involved that you, it, it's really easy to, to not think about. Like you, you and I talk about this all the time, Sean, every, literally everywhere I go, I'm fortunate. Like you guys, I travel a lot coin comes up and everybody who I talk to are really intelligent, very smart, very well placed in their roles have this, like, I can't, you know, I, I often joke like, Oh, I, I know all we have to do is this. And it's like, well, if it was really that easy, you know, we would all do it, but it's, it, it, what, what that from their point of view, if we did this, it would solve their piece of the puzzle. But I really, um, it was great because I wish I could say I planned, the workshop to lead to people talking on the stage about it. And, and, and that was not the intention. Although um, 
it's the perfect outcome of being able to, you know, have someone go up and say, we did this workshop and then show emails. And in that workshop, people that I think would normally not talk about the end user, you know, got into the head of like, what happens if you really can't buy something? Like what happens to you? You know, what happens if you, if you need to get change? What happens if you're a merchant and, and you can't provide change? And so I, I thought it was really good. So the coin, the coin challenge was was part of the conference that I thought was great. Uh, and I am biased because I, I, I felt like we spent, I spent more than, you know, almost a whole day with people talking about it. Um, as someone that spent 22 years in retail, it always excites me when there is a way to, to get the, the, the crossover because in my current role, that's always what we're doing. Um, trying to figure out how we can say like, hey, you, cash is cash, the handling challenges go from everybody. How do we all work better together? Tom, I mean, what did you hear? I mean, I, you're on the other side of the world. I mean, um, what was some of the feedback that you heard? I mean, the, the, I mean, the, the feedback in terms of Coin Challenge or the feedback in the event, because everyone had great feedback from the event. From the event, from the event. Yeah. From the event. We, 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 we love talking about Coin, but it, it, you know, we know where we know where it goes. You know, the, the feedback was great. Like I said, you know, it's been so long since people have managed to see each other in person and the ICOS events are tend, tend to be organized more on a regional basis. Um, but as regional as you can be on a looking on a supply point of view, most supply is is at least multi-region or global. So even though it was an American based event, you know, we had a whole bunch of the Brits there, uh, Brits go everywhere. Uh, a whole bunch of Brits there. There's a whole bunch of Europeans and ev everyone came back um, super excited about it. I mean, there's a certain amount of, you know, having the having, having the, as you mentioned already, the venue you're in, the location you're in. Um, I don't know whether it's just the UK who holds this in, in, in esteem, but, you know, you think California, um, you think California beachish, and you just, you know, you, you think it's going to be a very nice place to go. Um, certainly, uh, certainly it sounds like it went a little bit smoother in California this time, as opposed to the, uh, as opposed to the last time I went there, which was for the ICOS event back in, when was that, Sean? 2018, which was the California wildfires, which got the hotel. 2018, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you yeah. guys figured it out. A little wildfire. You just move. You just you just wildfire. move the event. Yeah, move the event in the day. No problem. Yeah, it was good. But no, as as I said, and it, it's something we've been seeing the year round as we've been going back. People are just so excited to see each other. It was a. I don't think, or unless I'm incorrect in thinking, the sort of the restriction on internal movements in the U.S. Um, loosened. It was no, quite strict, really no, and, and did it did it did it loosen quite quickly as well? But here, yeah. obviously, I mean the U the U.S. Now, the U.S. by geographic area, approximately the same size as Europe, maybe ish. And you just imagine, you know, if, if you were just if, imagine, imagine you were kept in your own state, basically. And no, in fact, imagine you were kept within your own county. And that's what's happened to most of Europe for the longest time. And no one could see each other. And, you know, I think it's one thing that everyone learned through throughout lockdown is the educational aspect of things that we're trying to talk about. You can do education online. But what we're trying to do is bring people together and people you cannot network virtually. It's something that we it, it was proved, frankly. You can't network virtually. And from a business point of view, those connections, those conversations, those incidental, um, you know, bumping into each other in elevators or by the pool, if you had a bit of, you know, a bit of time to have those um, good discussions and, and, and where you can actually really start to, to make those differences in those thoughts that come out, you can't do that online. And that's, that's why there is the, the, such a value in the in-person side of, um, in the in-person side of these things. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, every time Sean, Sean and I were fortunate, we got to travel to a lot of conferences very early on, right? Like, I mean, we were, 
Um, I think we, when we went to MJ Biz, it was really, I, I think there were still questions of whether they would, would even have it. And there were still mask requirements. And um, it, there was a very clear uh, feeling of just the engagement was important. And I, I actually, in some ways, think we, you know, I, I can't speak for where you are, Tom, but here uh, we started to, you know, to get a little bit more.